everyone, and thank you for tuning in to SNC Adventures Talk It Out. My name is Paige, and today I'm here with Levi. Awesome. Thank you, Paige. <laughs> Happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So, Levi, when and where did you study abroad? Yeah, so I went to the Foundation for International Education, which is based in London, and that was last fall, fall of 2017. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what was your study abroad experience like in terms of um, your education, where you were staying? Yeah. So for as far as um, education wise there, mm -hmm. we had the, the same setup as we do here at SNC, except you only meet once or twice a week because the classes were three hours long. Okay. No matter what with those classes, mm -hmm. there was always three field trips in mm -hmm. that we actually got to go out into the city of London mm -hmm. and some of the surrounding areas that weren't or maybe like a 45-minute train right away. Okay. Um, and so you kind of just went to something like in my British history class, we were studying um, a secret facility that they had for decoding um, the Nazi transmissions during World War II. Oh, that's very interesting. So, yeah, and make it click, at least for someone like me that has mm -hmm. to have that tactile part mm -hmm. so that you can see it and actually feel it and understand it. So what other classes did you take in, like, types of field trips? Yeah. So I had a global marketing course where we went to, for one of the field trips, we went to Wimbledon, which is where they have the famous um, tennis tournament mm -hmm. on grass. Included mm -hmm. that into class was uh -huh. that we made a marketing plan for uh -huh. Amazon. Uh -huh. My group did. We made a plan for Amazon and how they were going to um, incorporate Amazon Prime into the Indian market. And streaming Wimbledon because okay. with the research we did, um, we found that there was an actual decently sized market for tennis mm -hmm. in India. So we mm. came up with that, and that's how that kind of clicked there. Okay. Um, we also had our cultures class, which was a required course with that program. Okay. Um, for that one, oh, we went on a beer tasting tour. Um, and then I had another course while I was there, which was the British history course, which I was talking about yeah. earlier. And we went to um, that secret facility where they were decoding the Nazi messages. Mm -hmm. um, one of my other courses was our internship course. Okay. And for that one, it's a little bit different in that for that class, we actually didn't go on any field trips because mm -hmm. it was just learning about with our internship placements mm -hmm. where we war and how it was relating back to what we were kind of talking about in that class and things like that and how we mm -hmm. could use all of the um, things we were learning in that aspect from the internship mm -hmm. and the class and how we can apply them to our future when we get back to the states. So is that why your classes then didn't start until noon because you were in the internship in so the mornings? The or? internship actually started at the second seven weeks of the program. Okay. So you have your classes... Um, for the majority of the first seven weeks, mm -hmm. and then I think I had one carryover because we only met once a week, okay. and that was the culture class, mm -hmm. and that one was a full 14 weeks because we had a week off in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so once you get back from that week off, um, then you go straight into your internship if you decide to choose to do an internship there. Okay. Otherwise, you can just do um, the four or five classes that you want mm -hmm. and then you just continue those ones on for the whole semester okay but with the internship program it's awesome is that in early october mm -hmm. you do your interview with the company that fie picks out for you mm -hmm. um so you go there you do your interview the majority of the time it works out perfectly and they're like awesome we'd love to have you as part of the group I was really fortunate, and I got to work in a nonprofit company okay. um, called the Association of Commonwealth Universities. Mm -hmm. um, 
they were actually really great there. Uh, it was cool in the aspect that what we did there was we were a service company that helped students from all around the world mm-hmm. come to the United Kingdom mm-hmm. to get their master's degree or their PhD to get their research done. How do you think the working environment in London compares to here in the U.S.? Yeah, so in that aspect, um, it's a lot more relaxed Is in it? London. Okay, It's a lot less cutthroat, at mm-hmm. least from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they often say that we in the U.S. just work. Mm-hmm. And we work, work, work all day. Yeah. But there, it's more common to take a tea break or a coffee break. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of relax and you have every once in a while you have 10 minutes where you just chit chat with your coworkers, mm-hmm. but you're still getting stuff done. So that mm-hmm. was what kind of shocked me mm-hmm. is you see people, they're just oh, yeah, I'm talking to the receptionist or oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go have a chit chat with the guys and girls in finance. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay. And I feel like I, I fit more into that British aspect and mm-hmm. um, European aspect of it kind of falls into that a little bit more as well. So mm-hmm. I think that was really cool. What do you think were outside of like the business world, some mm-hmm. cultural differences rather than saying, thank you mm-hmm. when you do anything, really just hold a door for someone, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. they say cheers, mm-hmm. which I know <laughs> yeah. we like, we all know about it here, mm-hmm. but when you actually get there and, and you're just like, used to somebody saying, Oh, thank you. And they're mm-hmm. just like, Oh, cheers, mate. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> that, that was awesome. Like, that yeah. actually just happened to me. I feel like I'm part of this place. Um, there were three separate um, terrorist attacks, okay. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they were actually relatively close to where we were staying, but mm-hmm. it didn't really phase anyone. The okay. pro- FIE made sure we were safe. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Embassy contacted us to make sure we were safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important thing we did was... Right away, once we found out what happened, mm-hmm. is we sent a text message or a call or whatever to our families back mm-hmm. here to say, hey, I know you guys don't know about this yet, yeah. but there was an attack. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. In the UK, they're constant, they were constantly getting bombed during World War II. But then they came up with the, um, the motto, keep calm and carry on. We live with it. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yes, we come together for a while and we discuss all right, make sure everyone's okay, discussing how we feel, how everyone's doing. Mm -hmm. But then, all right, it's time to go on with our life. You may expect when an attack happens that people in such a big city like London don't care about their neighbors or their community and just kind of isolate themselves more. Mm -hmm. But you found it to be very different than that. Yeah, kind of like you would expect here Mm -hmm. in the States. Really, everyone does care. It's like, we're all human at some point. Living in a big city versus living at St. Norbert, what do you think? Do you like it? Do you not? Um, <laughs> there is different parts of it that I do like and different parts that I don't like. And then getting used to public transportation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have that system here in De Pere, Green Bay area, yeah. but it's it's nothing like it is in nothing, London. Nothing, yeah. You've got double-decker buses everywhere. You've got... Um, black crabs everywhere. You've got the tube running mm-hmm. all hours of the day and then stopping at night, mm-hmm. um, which is actually something that I didn't realize would happen. I assumed that mm-hmm. the tube ran all day and all night, mm-hmm. which is something that they're starting to implement there mm-hmm. because the nightlife is so um, important in London, mm-hmm. especially. Um, walking is so refreshing and so easy at this. I'm carefully <laughs> easy. Because you have to 
one, you gotta get around all those people. Uh-huh. Two, their streets. <laughs> I found myself tripping on their sidewalk all the time. <laughs> um, and then, like, when you're in different areas, just sometimes, like, their cities are so old that mm-hmm. there's parts in them that you're just going uphill and then you're just, like, going straight downhill again. It's mm-hmm. just, like, it's getting used to that, whereas everything yeah. here in the States is more just, oh. yeah, we're pretty flat. We're very flat here in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> we're kind of lucky in that aspect that by the time you walk up, like, a hill, you're just like, yeah, my calves aren't dead right now, so that's nice. <laughs> What about outside of London? Were you able to travel either yeah. around England or to other countries? Yeah, so I took the... I, um, while I was there, I wanted to make sure that I traveled England and the UK especially. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to get a feel for that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, because eventually I want to move back to Europe. Okay. So I did end up going to six different countries, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I really, really enjoyed my travels throughout the UK. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Oxford, I wanted when I was there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I went to the Said Business School, okay. which is where I'd like to get an executive's MBA someday. Okay. Um, so that was really awesome in that aspect because you go from London, it's a big bustling city, mm-hmm. and we're in Oxford, and it's just so quiet. Mm. You don't have the bustling noises from the cars. You don't have the buses going up and down constantly. Mm-hmm. You kind of just escape that. And you're able to just sit there and just kind of look at the buildings and look at the school. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, you know, I am in Europe right now. Mm-hmm. I am able to just understand why people find this so awesome. And you just mm-hmm. kind of look at things like that. Just actually almost a year ago today, <laughs> I was in Edinburgh, Scotland. Okay. And so that's the capital of Scotland. And that was absolutely my favorite place that I went while I was abroad. Okay. It's a big city, mm-hmm. but there's only 500,000 people versus okay. nine and a half million. <laughs> yeah. So there's just, yeah. just a small difference <laughs> there. Um, but it was so old, yet it still had the touches of modernity in it. Mm-hmm. In that, all right, there's the castle right in the center of the city, mm-hmm. but yet you walk over there and you're like, oh, it's a TK Maxx. <laughs> Because uh-huh. they, they don't call it TJ Maxx, it's uh-huh. TK Maxx. Mm-hmm. But there's the old world and there's the new world, and here they are meeting. Yeah, so like a juxtaposition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there and you're like, this is this is just beautiful. I don't know why you think that in that moment that, oh, a TK Maxx is the most beautiful thing <laughs> next to a castle like that. But you're just like, you know, two worlds are colliding. Uh-huh. Like you said, with that juxtaposition, it's just awesome in that aspect. And then going... Um, after being there for the first day and the up and down of the hills that are there, even mm-hmm. being in the lowlands of Scotland. Mm-hmm. So the next morning we get up at like four in the morning and we go and get on our bus to tour the highlands. Mm-hmm. And we made it all the way up to Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. Didn't find Nessie. Still a little oh, upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> but just that experience is you go from that city through the countryside mm-hmm. and then you get to where the highlands and the lowlands meet. Mm-hmm. And you see the green in the lowlands. And then once you get to the highlands, mm-hmm. it just changes to oranges and reds, just like uh, it is outside right now. Uh-huh. It's just, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in the world. Mm-hmm. And then just going to the different locks that were there and mm-hmm. seeing the colors reflecting off of the crystal clear water <laughs> that was in those. Mm-hmm. It was just at that point, you just feel happy mm-hmm. and you just calm everything else in the world just kind of slows down a little bit just while you're pure joy exactly mm-hmm. and it's just like something like that is just amazing 
I did go to continental Europe because I did want to get to Germany, mm-hmm. which is um, where pretty much all of my family is from. Okay. So mm-hmm. we went down to Munich, mm-hmm. and we went there for the, the Christmas, Christmas market. Mm-hmm. And that was something I always wanted to do because my dad had gone two years prior to me going. Okay. For me, snow kind of brings everybody together, brings happy thoughts, just because that time of year mm-hmm. has always been a good time. Mm-hmm. And so there we are. We went to Hofbrauhaus, mm-hmm. which is one of the um, most iconic beer houses in the world. Okay. Um, and so we're there, and it's a huge complex. It's just you've got a like a rotunda garden in the middle, mm-hmm. and then you've got four sides that are just straight tables, <laughs> and everything is filled. Mm-hmm. People don't care where you're from. You can be from the U.S. You can be from China. You can mm-hmm. be from anywhere and then you've got people that are from the city Mm -hmm. or other parts in Germany Mm -hmm. and you're all sitting at one table and you're sharing beers and you're just sharing stories Mm -hmm. so that's cool it's Mm -hmm. like you get past that barrier with the languages and things like that is you don't have to know all these other languages which is awesome to use those they respect you a lot Mm -hmm. if you at least try yeah because I know when we're in the market I would go up and I'm just although um, just saying hello in German and things like that, um, mm-hmm. just to say, hey, I'm, I'm attempting to yeah. speak to you, and it's just like, you know that they most likely speak some English, mm-hmm. but it's just nice to be in that part where you're just kind of sitting back and you're just like, yeah, um, I'm going to attempt this, and it makes people feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a sign of respect yeah. to show that you care enough to try to meet them at where they're coming from Mm -hmm. exactly Mm -hmm. i guess what was like when you were staying in london for the Mm -hmm. weekend like what types of things would you go out and be able to do yeah so the uh, most amazing part about london is Mm -hmm. that there's always something going on Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's like so one of my roommates there she absolutely adores pugs (laughs) so she found pug cafes (laughs) where it's just a little cafe and then they just have a pug theme for the day so literally everyone in the city brings their pet pug. That's to, amazing. I know. And so there you are sitting in a cafe and there's just dogs everywhere. And you're just like, oh, they're so cute. Uh-huh. Oh, you're enjoying your coffee your tea, and things like that. So it was really cool to do something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that to do. We went to a couple Christmas tree lightings. Mm-hmm. They had one at Trafalgar Square. I love which, Trafalgar Square. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it was amazing. You're just sitting there and you're like, all right, kind of like, I just want to see the tree at this point. <laughs> Stop talking. Just light up the tree. <laughs> and so you're sitting there, and then all of a sudden the tree lights up, and you're just like, that's cool. Yeah. And then just things like that that you're doing or mm-hmm. just wandering around. You yeah. You don't know what you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Because I know for, um, with my international trade class, mm-hmm. we went to Borough Market, which is the largest market in London. Mm-hmm. And so while we're there, we find cheese. <laughs> because they love cheese just like we do here in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. <laughs> he describes it, he's like, this is like the crack of cheese. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, that's a weird way to describe it, but okay. <laughs> and so then this professor, he buys us a slab of cheese and he just breaks it apart for the class. Uh-huh. Like, he gives it to us two uh, Billy and I mm-hmm. from SNC here, mm-hmm. and because he knew we were from Wisconsin and he knew we loved cheese, mm-hmm. he goes, "Here, you two get the, 
get the most out of this. He's just like, I know you guys are going to really appreciate it. And just the fact that he took his own money and mm-hmm. paid however much it was, like 30 pounds or something for a slice of cheese, mm-hmm. because it was just that special or something like that. And just that fact that he did that was yeah. just awesome. So, so was, was it good cheese? Oh, it was, it was probably the best cheese I've ever had in my life. It was, a, a, it was just a, an aged Gouda. Or one morning we were just um, going to go to the museums because the museums are all free. Mm-hmm. The only thing you pay for is if you go to a traveling um, exhibit inside the museum. Mm-hmm. Which, if you want to see that, you can. Yeah. Otherwise, the museums are so absolutely massive mm-hmm. that you can spend an entire day there yeah. and still not see a quarter of what's there. Mm-hmm. At least in the, in the aspect that I like to look at things in the museum, where you just... Yeah. Right, I'm going to read about it, and yeah, I know this thing, so I'm going to sit here and reflect on how it's making me feel mm-hmm. now that I'm actually seeing it in person. Mm-hmm. Granted, then you take it out of the aspect of where it was originally from, and mm-hmm. then you kind of like go into Father Nielsen's class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Father Nielsen. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And you're doing things like that. And you go to walk down the street to get to the tube station or the bus station. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you stumble across a market in the street and you're just like, okay, yep, I'm going to buy sausages today. Because <laughs> I, why can you go wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're just like, oh yeah. So just walking around, you find things. Mm-hmm. Even when you've got plans to do something else. Yeah. That, the thing I like to do is just make sure that you're flexible with that. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you do find something like that, yeah. you just go, yeah, why not? Yeah. I've got all day. Coming up with random things. Yeah. You don't have to always have a set plan. Just go out, kind of explore, and boom, there's something that just came up. You're like, right, yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, you never know what you're going to find. Exactly. Just having that open mind is really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. What do you think is your advice to students who are mm-hmm. thinking about studying abroad? And this kind of relates to anywhere you go. It's yeah. just having that open mind. Um, my biggest advice is... Don't go in with a set plan of everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you do that, then you leave out all these things that pop up mm-hmm. and you don't have time for it. Because yeah. you're like, oh, it's not on my schedule. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you have time and things like that to just reflect mm-hmm. is helpful. But also then just being flexible with time, with whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. Just kind of go with it. Um, you never know who you're going to meet. Those are like my biggest takeaways for it mm-hmm. that um, I wish that other people would mm-hmm. take note of. Yeah. Um, and then not being afraid to go outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like I took a adventure weekend to Wales mm-hmm. and we went to the Pembrokeshire National Park or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we did an eight and a half mile hike that weekend. Mm-hmm. We did sea kayaking in the Irish Sea. <laughs> Which, that was an experience. Mm -hmm. We played water polo and I fell in. (laughs) It's okay. Mm -hmm. It was still awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I also did co-steering. So that was the Mm -hmm. thing I was most worried about. Mm -hmm. It pushed me out of my comfort zone. What is that exactly? Yeah. (laughs) For literally me, even, I didn't have any idea what it was. So then I was just like, yeah, I'm still going to do it. And I Googled it after I did it. And I was like, ooh. Okay. So what it is is... Climbing rocks uh-huh. and then jumping into the water oh, okay. from those, and then swimming to a new rock uh-huh. and climbing that rock <laughs> and then jumping back in, uh-huh. and then you're just kind of like exploring little caves between the rocks and things like that. So it was really mm-hmm. awesome. It's like cliff jumping, okay. but just not as high. Okay, I think the highest we jumped from was like 25 or 30 feet. Okay, 
that was something I actually had planned out beforehand mm -hmm. because it was one of the extracurricular activities that mm -hmm. FIE offers, which they have lots of those. Mm -hmm. um, are those like optionals? Like you can sign yeah. up for them and do yeah. they cost extra then? Yep. Okay, yeah. So uh, yeah, I can explain a little bit about those. Mm -hmm. um, so those extracurricular activities, you sign up before you actually get there to okay. the school. Um, they mm -hmm. send you a, for me, I went in the fall, so they sent it in, in June mm -hmm. or so, and you get to pick from a list that's like there's like 40 different things on oh, it or okay. something like wow. that and it's cheaper to book it through the school than it is yeah. to do it yourself uh, i was the goal i'm a global ambassador for the program so okay. i got them uh, i think i got three of them paid for okay so that was really helpful in that aspect mm -hmm. um but then just recruiting friends of mine that i made there i'm like because mm -hmm. they're still open when there's openings okay mm -hmm. I'm just like, hey, we still got like two or three spots left for whales. Mm -hmm. So I got one of my good friends there, Zion, to come with me. Mm -hmm. And boom, there we were in Wales. And yeah. it was probably one of the greatest experiences of our entire time there. I'm full of stories from that. <laughs> so it was awesome to be able to come on and just kind of share my experiences because I absolutely love talking about them. So Yeah, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm.